irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. Welcome to all of you listening audio through your smartphone, computer, etc., and those of you on Facebook Live. This has been really fun to do the Facebook Live episodes when I am in Los Angeles. I am a licensed clinical social worker. If you don't know that, I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist combining both what I know from being a licensed clinical social worker for 20 years with my intuitive abilities and I would love to connect with you first and foremost. The best way to do that is through my website, nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles therapy.com. There you can schedule sessions, reach out to me by phone. My phone number's there. I offer a 20 minute complimentary phone consultation to figure out if we're a good fit to work together through phone, Skype, or FaceTime sessions. I have office locations in both New Orleans and here in Los Angeles, where I am right now. And if you would like to be a guest on this show, email me and reach out Lisa at nolatherapy.com or if you know someone who would make a good guest and how I could reach out to them, that would be much appreciated. And I appreciate how much everyone has subscribed to my podcast on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. I have a YouTube channel. I would love for you to subscribe. That helps me out a lot. It's called NOLA Therapy. Everything basically is NOLA Therapy. And follow me on social media, Facebook at NOLA Therapy, on Instagram at NOLA Therapy, and Twitter is Tahir LCSW. And as my listener, Audible offers you a free audiobook download of your choice. I love audiobooks. I find them enjoyable to listen to in traffic here in Los Angeles or just if I'm tired of listening to music. So check out what they offer you by going to audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. And I'd love for you to join my email list so I can keep you abreast of new things coming up in 2019 with the release of a book I've written on healing our core wounds through empathy and self-forgiveness. My guest today is Luann Ludwig. And if you're at your computer and want to follow along, her website is Luann, L-O-U-A-N-N-E, Ludwig, L-U-D-W-I-G.com. She's an author. She's an empath. Once, at one time, was a real estate agent, which I plan to ask her about her transition from real estate work into helping people to heal and connect with their own spirituality. Luann has an intention to help you as her reader to connect with your own intuition, develop your own sense of spirituality. And her book that we're talking about today is called A Journey Within. And it's a really great um, story. She's just storytelling through the eyes of a 10-year-old boy named Alexander to teach some deep, profound spiritual truths to help us adopt a new way 
of viewing our lives from a higher vantage point, a different perspective. And with that, I want to welcome you, Luann, to the show today. Thank you, Lisa. Such a pleasure to be here. You're welcome. I'm, I'm so happy to have you on today. Where would you like to start? Oh, my goodness. Putting it in my lap right away, huh? Let's <laughs> yeah. See. You can toss it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. You wondered about my transition from real estate into um, becoming an author and empath and all of that. Um, let me start by saying that I have had empathic um, qualities. I've I've had high levels of intuition my whole life. Well, not high levels, but pretty good levels when I was younger, but I was really not aware of them. They were just part of who I was, and I integrated them into my life as I, as I lived, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, as an adult, very interested in metaphysical, um, th- all things metaphysical. I've read hundreds upon hundreds and hundreds of books, follow many um, um, high-level teachers of, of these sorts of things, um, copiously, and so on and so forth. But in the meantime, for 28 years, I was living the life of a very busy, very um, successful, but also stressed out real real estate agent. And, you know, even when I was always, always in the back of my mind, before I even went into real estate, when I was in grocery management, and before that, when I was, you know, a student, um, I always thought there was something, there was something that I was heading towards. And so life, you know, I followed life and all of the synchronicities that, that came upon my course. And, um, one thing led to another, but as I was, um, well developed in my real estate life, I mean, I was floating along at the top of my game, let's say, and I, had a spiritual experience that shook me loose and showed me um, some amazing things. My my spiritual gifts started to just take off and blossom and and just become very very big. And then one thing led to another, and um, I started being guided to slow down my business and pick up on the learning parts of the metaphysical and um, the allowing of my gifts to move forward in that way. And that is, I think, when the book writing started. I mean, by by the time I was channeling Ascended Masters, I was I had written hundreds and hundreds of stories, little fables that were really helpful to me to give me insights and um There came a time where a group of them came out that were all about um, peaceful metaphysical um, processes to be able to have me integrate them into my everyday life, my every moment, every hour, every, you know, just a really part of how I live, drink, and breathe type of thing. And those really created a very solid base for me. By the time I had them integrated in, I was able to, actually was guided to, but I was more comfortable in the whole idea of allowing my whole business to slow down and then I shut it off and um, switched over to then putting the book together and becoming an author and 
um, just really, really, really working full time on expanding the gifts, which have now just, they're pretty phenomenal, frankly. Yes. I have a note that, uh, that I found about you that I think it was in 2007 when you had a spiritual experience, though I couldn't find details on that experience on channeling ascended masters. And it, it sounded like that's when your life really began to shift around and when you began to actively change the way that you were engaging and, and living. Is that accurate? That is accurate. That is accurate. Initially, when I when it first happened, it was so huge. It um, I saw the shifts coming at me so quickly. It kind of scared me off a little because I was, I was such a businesswoman. My mind was in such the realm of sort of normalness and having people accept me. And I was, you know, like I said, I was very business oriented. And I thought that if people knew how, um, psychic and the wonderful um, miracles that were happening all around me. If people knew those things, I thought, wow, they're just going to think I'm nuts, you know? And it took, and I I pushed it away for a little bit and and asked the universe to show me, um, help me build a more solid base before I would step right out into it. So that was pretty cool, and I think that's why the book ended up coming about. I mean, it has things in it such as um, gratefulness, um, you know, living your life filled with gratefulness, which raises your vibration, and, you know, we can go into that more. But um, intuitions, or excuse me, um, intention setting Mm -hmm. and... um, And mindfulness. Right, that one's a really good one. And then becoming... becoming, coming into knowing of your your God self within, you know, we all have the divinity right within us and reaching to our higher levels and seeing, seeing the higher levels of whoever we're speaking with or seeing, you know, also the God, God self within each other in the whole concept of how we're, we really are all connected. We're so connected. And if we can see the world in this way, it lifts the entire world. And I think more and more of us are beginning to see that and the world is being lifted. If we concentrate on the circumstances of the world, we see things just falling apart and being in ridiculous um, circumstances. I I don't know how else to put it. I mean, everywhere you look, there's crazy things happening that don't feel spiritual in the least. But it's as though they're happening to help awaken us more and help us to see that contrast so that we then move in the direction of, of cohesiveness together. So from this place that you're describing to us, how did you come up with the character Alexander, the 10-year-old boy, in your book, A Journey Within? Well, the character is... Um, a young boy. I needed a young child in order to have this. This character is really a reflection of myself. All of the things that happened to this little boy really happened to me. Okay. But um, they're stated in the fable in a very simplistic way, and and it's easy to do that with a child. If if we were to write it about a grown woman, or heaven forbid, about myself. <laughs> Talk about complicated, right? Right. But we're just going to, it would add so many trajectories of thought and um, 
things that would take your mind off of the the simple, direct path that we're being led in this book. And that's why it's a little boy. The reason, actually, it's a boy and not a girl. It could have just as easily been a girl, but um, the name that that kept coming, I kept feeling like I was writing about my first grandchild, who is Lexi, a girl. And so I thought, well, you know, it's a little boy. Let's name this little boy Alexander, because really I think of Lexi whenever I'm writing these stories, because she's she's so bright and she's so fun-loving and infectious and thirsting for knowledge. And, you know, I just look at her and see all the best qualities of myself. And it's just fun to think of it that way. So that's why that came out, that it was a little boy named Alexander, when when in fact my little granddaughter at the time was maybe three, but you know what I mean. Yes. And I also think that um, using a 10-year-old child as, as the conduit for what you wanted to convey was very effective. At first, when I began the book, and I'm reading about how Alexander fell, as- fell asleep, and my paraphrase, how he woke up in, in a dream on an island, and there's a monkey, and he's sort of disoriented and has to start fending for his own food. And I was like, huh, where, where is this going? And then as the book unfolded, using such seeing through the eyes of a child made the spiritual truths around intention setting and being mindful in the present moment without judging ourselves and applying a lot of understanding and empathy. And then from that, when he would get scared, being able to stare down those thoughts within ourselves, I found it to be really effective to see through the eyes of a child and kind of cutting through all the clutter of our adult, complicated, complex lives that we have. Exactly. And that's exactly the point here, because I love books that have a lot of detail and, um, you know, take us places that make our mind go in so many directions. But the idea of this particular book is to keep it simple because our mind will stay more focused on what's being taught and feel the feelings of the codes that are really within the pages of this book that help to upgrade us. And it it, it helps us to be focused on those things and not go off onto trajectories so that then when you also refer back to it same thing again the infectiousness of the cute little story catches you to help you again remember the specifics that you want to remember in order to uh, integrate these le- these processes into your everyday life that's the purpose of the book to integrate the processes into your everyday life I'm, I had read book after book and and as I would read let's say I would read a book and and just the ideas in it were so great. I couldn't wait to try them, and I was could envision my life changing from them. And then I set the book down with all the best of intentions, but then life takes off and dramas come in front of you. And pretty soon, you know, the book's by the wayside. I just remember how great of a book it was. But if you ask me details, I, I couldn't really remember them yes. because there were too many details, you know? Yes. and I Too think, many details. And I think when, when some teachings are super complicated like that or very uh what's the word 
like intellectualized and very heady. It can be great yeah. in the moment while you're reading it. And if you continue to study that, then certainly you can adopt whatever you put in mind to, to learn. Yet what I really liked in this book was even the example that you gave of Alexander having to source his food through coconuts and bananas and finding a cave to live in. Yet an issue that presented is that he couldn't protect his food. And so the island seagulls would come in and just tear up, like eat his food. And he was fearing, starving, and ha I don't have any food left. And just, I don't know anyone that, that wouldn't be able to relate to that story and having fears around not having enough resources, love, you know, something being threatened that we really care about. So I, I thought it was a great way to universally connect with your readers and whatever experiences we might have that we want to to transcend, to transform, to get like wrap our head around and feel some security and safety around. So I thought it was just a great analogy to how we might struggle here on this earth plane through our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in real life, those seagulls were ants within my own house. Um, our home is on a, a you know, century-old area that was was orange groves, and even though it, it was built in the 50s, it, right before the, these homes were built, there were orange groves here, and so ants just were are rampant here. And my house kept getting invaded, and I didn't want to use poison, and I didn't really want to kill them at all, and I was right. trying my hardest to integrate in all things metaphysical, you know, including sanctity of life, for goodness sakes, and also not putting poison around for the detriment of the soil for the whole earth and for myself and my family and so on and so forth. But um, my family was unaware at the time that I was working so hard to learn these metaphysical ideas. So what happened And I ants? had just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm so curious to know what happened with the ants treating them in this. Well, I had I had asked way. my husband. I'm really working on doing this. I just need you to trust me. I'm working on doing something. I need you to not do poison. Please don't do poison and let me handle the ants. And he must have really thought I had gone off to deep end. <laughs> there is no way he could have not had really start questioning my sanity. But um, you know, I try one thing and and I think I would have it handled and then I would, wouldn't, they would come back and I'd try another. I mean, everything just like in the book with poor little Alexander and the way the seagulls were, that was me and the ants. And it was worse in real life than it is in that book. It was mm -hmm. bad. But eventually, you know, eventually I finally came to a part, a point where I realized you know, I can't, I can't be perfect. I'm going to have to hand this over to the divine. I'm handing this over to God, the divine, higher levels, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, Calgon, take me away. I can't do this myself. And lo and behold, it started to fall into place. Mm -hmm. And I only every now and then I'll see one ant crawling across the newspaper and it makes me laugh now because I know they're just kind of saying hello to me and then yes. I take them outside and put them out you know I sort of have this some people will think I'm nuts but I have an agreement with my aunts that if they'll stay I live on a half acre if they'll stay to the outside perimeters of my uh, lot and not you know and then I won't bother them 
mm-hmm. and then they won't be bothering me and I won't bother them. So, and like it's that. working. I like talking about, you're talking about the agreements that we make and with life, with others that come into our life, with those we will meet in the future. And I, I like how you introduce that as well. And do you want to say something about that before I... No, I no. please keep going. You're good. And also when you were just talking about the ants that you experienced and when I was speaking of the seagulls affecting Alexander in the story written in your book, I was calling to mind a couple of issues that I've that I'm navigating and how I've turned it over to spirit and then feeling really good for a bit. And then it's like, Oh, what about, what about this little piece? And then I'll start ruminating on that and feel some of that anxiety. And it's like, Oh, but, but I know you have this. And then, you know, I'll go walk on the beach and feel fine. And then later on, Oh, I haven't gotten the email yet. And I'll start to feel on my chest, some of that tightness. And I noticed in, in reading your book last night, I really loved where you talked about handing over whatever it is that I think a lot of us that are walking a spiritual path do. We're familiar with handing over certain things, putting it on the altar, turning it over, whatever language one chooses to use. Yet I like the incorporation of and handle every last detail, every little detail. And that has helped me to self-soothe, to be to know that source is handling every little detail that I start to get tripped up about or concerned about. And if ever the thought creeps back in today, it's like, nope, I've, I've given you every last detail, even not only the whole big situation, but every detail to just figure out for me. And it's brought me so much peace. And I told you before we came live, thank you. And I just want to say that on the air, I find that additional phrase handling every detail immensely helpful and I wonder if other people have that have read your book I have had people comment on that as well and it is a very very peace bringing um, effect for for all of us I believe you know one um, aspect of that too that has really grown for me is is when Okay, being a type A personality, and I I felt like I needed to be in control of everything and just, you know, just really pushing and doing, needing everything to be just so. And now that I'm letting go of that old operating system and integrating a new operating system of letting go and staying in the flow of life, doing what presents, and what that I'm doing in that as I give something over that is really bothering me, there's so many details of it, instead of me trying to figure out every little thing, just like you said, I'll hand it over, I'll turn it over, I'll give it to spirit, however we want to word that. Mm-hmm. And the the truth is, there that allows so much more. Then we get that or more, you know, we yes. get the... The beautiful universal effects that can come about by doing that, where when we use our type A personality to make everything just so and and work, work, work to get down every detail just the way we wanted it, sure, it might come out great. And trust me, I had a great life, albeit very stressful, but... Now that I'm giving over and allowing spirit to take over these details, oh my gosh, so much better, so much easier, mm-hmm. and so much better. You get more. You get more back. It's better for everybody. Yes, and I think, like you were saying, Luann, for type A personalities, of which I am a card-carrying member, it, it feels <laughs> it feels 
productive. It feels good. It has felt good. That's that's passing away to to cross every I and I mean dot every I, cross every T, and and over overwhelmingly so email um, extensively to get something. And it's been a challenge for me to sit back to send an email and trust I have turned this over. Every detail will be handled. I'll get a response. And it will come at the perfect time when other things are also aligned properly. And it, it's taught me, it's revealed how much anxiety I've lived with for so many years that I wasn't right. even aware of. And so I've been going through that, like parceling through, uh, coping with releasing anxiety that I've had in my body and then being able to teach clients and identifying that in my clients that I notice you have anxiety too. How can you release this? to just feel more at peace. And that's when the ideas come and the solution comes, I think, in that place of mindful peacefulness. Absolutely, and it's so good for for us and for our clients both. I do some of the same that you do. I'm not a licensed clinician as you are, but I do you know, a lot of um, coaching or, or guidance um, sessions. And it's it's so helpful to start to drop off those old habits that we have, those old operating systems, it frees up so much energy for us. It's, it's just incredible, and it brings so much peace to your existence. It does. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, Luann, I want you to talk to us about the dream analysis that you do and the soul insight readings. When we come back, I wanted to know more about that. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Do you want to help yourself and friends find a purpose in life? Then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Tahir as she initiates a one-on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression, and in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Welcome back to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa Tahir, your host, and today I'm with author Luann Ludwig talking about her book, A Journey Within. So will you tell us about the services that you offer? Please. Yes, I'm actually changing things up on my website right now as okay. we speak. I had thought I would have them back um, back in in order before this interview, but it just didn't fall into place. Um, but as far as dream analysis, I, I, I have been interested in dreams my entire life. And then when I started to become, um, you know, like a psychic medium, I guess right. you would call me, I... Um, really do I can I can knock your socks off with a dream analysis um, where 
in the past, I used to teach people how to analyze their own dreams, and I still can, but okay. instead at this point, I started to utilize, if you have a dream, submit it to me, and um, what that can do is open the door for me to analyze your dream mm-hmm. for you, but also help me connect in, just give you some other very incredible insights, and so those are still offered through my website. And the the Soul Insight um, readings are is really shifting over. I'm kind of going to pull that off the plate and okay. instead offer um, either Skype or telephone uh, session where I would be actually uh, tuning into you and helping you to see some of your old operating systems, where they originated and came from, and then help you discern within yourself how to let go of those and shift you over to new operating systems. So it's not it's not as great as what you do, I'm sure, Lisa. I mean, I wish I could say I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I have always just loved, I love that vocation. And so it's interesting that I, I'm in a sort of layman type of way uh, integrating that into what I do as well. You know, I'd like to speak to that for a moment, Luann, because it has been, um, there's room for all of us and we're all necessary. I don't do the dream analysis and interpretation that you're so gifted at and comfortable with. And even being a licensed clinical social worker and has felt limiting to me. In in school, um, there wasn't room I don't know how it is now, 20 years post master's degree with allowing intuition to flow through. It was it was definitely more that uh, book based, research based, outcome driven type measurements in the therapy room. And that was how you measured healing through different assessments, depression inventories and anxiety inventories and such like that. And I, I start to feel really constricted and, and limiting by that way of working with people as I started to have people sit in front of me and I just knew things about them. And I was I was telling you before we came on the show live, okay. I never knew that that had a terminology, there that there was a definition for what I was experiencing and who I am. And so I just would let it flow with clients and it was coming to Los Angeles where I've, I learned about my intuitive gifts as a psychic and medium, with mediumship abilities and being able to really blend with whoever's with me, friends, strangers, just know things that, that I can offer if they're open and willing to, to grow and expand. And so it's cool. I mean, it's great. I, I keep my LCSW up. I love the boundaries. The I love what I like about my licensure is that it offers a framework of really healthy yeah. and good boundaries to have between yeah. clients and myself. And I think in some other healing professionals where there's not a license, it's just so blurry, you know, and, and I don't think that's the most effective way to work, to just, you know, be out with your friends, your clients drinking or, or whatever. Like, I, I like the delineations and the professionalism yeah. taught by my license, yeah. but I also felt restricted. So I think it's awesome what we both do, that we're helping people uh-huh. in, in different ways that we're meant to, to do here. Yes, I like that too, a lot. In fact, I think I saw on your website or somewhere, um, one of the other interviews I heard uh, that you had done a while back, um, do you bring people... Um, do you bring in people who've passed before, like you're working with a client and their mother shows up or something like that? Was that you? Yes. 
I've started okay. to do that with clients who ask about that. Right, because that is a great thing. I also, you know, have that capability, and it is, it's, it can be so wonderful. I mean, sometimes there are people who a lot of their life is run by um, some old tapes from mm. someone, you know, a father or a mother who's already passed on, or grandmother or whoever, you know, sister, brother, whoever. And if when that person can show up and help get that closure and help help the um, the client understand the dynamics of of what all had occurred and how it's actually now coming back around to help them heal on so many levels. I mean, isn't that a wonderful thing? What a great yes. what a great feeling. I'm excited about you doing that. Skype and phone sessions with people. I think that that to me feels awesome. Like that's a yes for you to do uh, as soon as you can. <laughs> Is my sense. Ah, thank you. Thank yeah. you for telling me that feedback. I am so close to it. I am so close to it. So I'm thinking right after the holidays, I'll be opening that up. Well, and we both, as we spoke about before coming live, we both are embracers of Abraham Hicks and and that material that kept coming to my mind reading your book. And then, as I said, in the bibliography, I saw that was one of your first sources. And I've learned so much from the teachings of Abraham Hicks of how to be just let a, to get in my vortex, get in my alignment with everything that I yeah. want, that I have created, will create, and just find that peace. And then your book, in addition, with the with the handling every detail. So, what? How are you utilizing this now in your work? What's next for you? What is kind of on your consciousness in the moment? Well, I am really right now uh, about dropping off. Um, noticing some old um, operating systems that I still have. I've done a very good job of dropping them off, and I'm still watching some of them uh, raise up and allowing me to see them and step in the other direction, um, which is freeing up a lot more energy and actually bringing even more um, spiritual gifts my way. And um, also, I am, let's see, Ask me. Got off my trajectory it's there. Okay. Do you want to talk about spiritual gifts? I'm curious because when you say that, I feel like listeners might be wondering what what does that mean? What does that entail? Uh, it's so funny, right? Because I sidestepped that. I started going in that direction and went, "Whoa!" Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so new. I'm going, "Oh, I don't think I want to talk about that yet." But hey, now it's presenting. Let's do it, right? Yeah, yes. Well, believe it or not, I have I've always been able to do this, but I never I I was always a little I had a lot of trepidation about it. So I would step away from it, but now I'm really starting to embrace it and move forward to it and it's another part of the piece of the puzzle um of what I'll be offering after the first of the year and I've been doing what I'll call practice sessions. They're not really practice sessions, but they're on loved ones, good friends or family members, um, where I'll, I'll be I'll be able to tune in and intuitively look behind um, a physical issue that they're having to see, you know, what what is behind that, and and help them to step see it, and then step through it and and get to the other side, particularly if it's something reoccurring. So that's that's been real interesting and real fun because, you know, I now have confidence in the, the gift is just there, just like laying wide open for me to utilize. So that's I love it. Powerful. So people with physical health issues, is that 
accurate? It is. Wow, it is. In, and yeah, it's really hard for me to hear that being said out loud, right? Because I have so many like ethical things about it. But the truth is that when I'm tuning into your higher self with my higher self, I'm just going to bring you information. I mean, you still go to your doctor. You still, you know, utilize your medications or what have you. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a doctor to do treatment. I'm just trying to help you see some underlying emotional issues behind behind certain things that manifest out. Like, for instance, yes. I had I kept having a little hitch on on one of on my right hip okay. and and I know it came about from carrying um I now have two grandchildren so I have one that's in her twos and I was carrying her around on that hip a lot and so my hip was kind of bothering me and I couldn't sleep on my right side even <clears throat> so after this started to appear and it's not been long since this all started coming about I tuned in to see well you know what is this showing me yes. I asked um, I asked Spirit, what is this showing me? And I got, you know, that it was showing me a fear of moving forward. And so I was really looking at that and saying, gosh, yeah, you know, I mean, look, I've already, Lisa, I've displayed it to you and your listeners already, haven't I? Seriously. Yes, yes. So I haven't let go of that fear yet completely. But the truth but is, once it. I said, okay, my hip is all about that, um, Okay, and so I start working on those things and saying and looking at what is behind these fears and and then helping myself to reframe them and and lo and behold, I don't have any right hip i mean I've had it for a year, and it's just poof gone within the last week. Not no problem at all. I lay on that side easily. I'm not experiencing any issue during my awake times with my hip, nothing. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, if anything comes through for you about lower back pain that I've had for a number of, of years, I, not to put you on the spot, if something comes through, great. If not, that's great. But since I have this opportunity with you on the line with me, I would love to know any information about What that. immediately hit me when you asked me what that was um, carrying the world on, on your back. <sighs> do, do you sometimes feel like you're carrying the world on your back? I do. Yeah, that's what that's about. And so the thing to look at is, um, okay, here's another great epiphany someone led me to that has just been huge in my life of late because I've been a great um, carrier of other people, you know, always wanting to help everybody and make sure everybody around me is okay. And I was just always a peacemaker in, in my family growing up and trying to always make sure everything was just so. Yes. So what I was put in my face about that, and this is just taking some shortcuts. I'm just going to kind of jump to one forward thought that you just might chew on. Okay. And that is, you know, carrying someone else, like, like over um, investing in one of my children, let's say, who, who are, my kids are adults and they both function beautifully. So let's say I, I get a little over invested and I'm always throwing in my two cents or trying to pave this or pave that to smooth this out. And, you know, once I pull completely away from that, it's better for them and it's better for me because if you want to look at it from the, what I finally had to get to was the perspective of <clears throat> I'm actually crippling them by carrying them. I'm actually saying to them, not in words, but in actions, 
I can do it better than you. Uh, you can't yes. do it well enough. Let me do it for you. You're right. And that conveys a message of disempowerment to the other person. Exactly. And once you look at it through those eyes, oh, it made it so easy for me to let go of that. And in, you know, all around me and that freed up tremendous amounts of energy. Okay. Thank you for that. I'm, I'm jotting it down to be able to Good. chew on later. Thank Good. you. Yeah. Just chew on it a little and, and see what it does for you and, and for, for your listeners. Um, you know, it, it can make it, if you can see that that pinpoints something in your life, that can make a shift for you that, that will help you tremendously. Yes. It has helped me. Also, Luann, you offer in your in your book and just in other interviews I listened to with you, techniques, three techniques for inner peace. Can you talk to us about that? Any practical takeaway steps to leave our listeners, I think would be great. Yes. Well, I have a paper that I've written that is beautiful that starts out with setting intentions, but I like to uh, sprinkle in with that, that whole gratefulness thing, because, you know, being grateful is going to raise our vibration faster and easier than any of the techniques in my book, which they're all wonderful and they're all vibration raising. So the idea of raising our vibration is that then we attract to us more of the things we want to be experiencing in a more positive manner. Everything comes along more easily, smoothly, with more grace, and so forth. So so being grateful, like when I first wake up in the morning, I do what Abraham calls a gratefulness rant. Before I let my mind, you know, all the details of the day, you know, I have this meeting, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I'm gonna, I, I've got to make these phone calls, and I, you know what I mean? Yes. Before you let your mind go where it automatically wants to go upon awakening, which is for a busy person, something on that line, I, I make sure that I concertedly put it in the direction of a gratefulness rant. What am I grateful for? And I do the same thing when I go to bed at night. Mm. I like that. But then during the day, whenever something wonderful happens or I just see something that just catches me in a nice way, like if I see a butterfly flutter by or um, the light glitter on a leaf of a tree just so, I, I get off on it. I say, oh, my gosh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, universe. You know, and, and so the, that's a way of living in a grateful stance and it raises our vibration. Okay, so I want to talk about setting our intentions and I want to integrate in the gratefulness in with that. Because if we set our intentions, a lot of people think that if we're talking about setting an intention, it is, um, for example, I'm, I'm late for work and I hop in the car. So I set the intention that my, my drive is going to be smooth and easy and, and quick. Um, instead of letting my mind go in the trajectory of, yikes, I'm late, oh my gosh, look at the time, this is right when rush hour traffic hits, oh my goodness, oh man, I'm probably going to hit a train, and so on and so forth. What we're doing is putting our mind, our thoughts, into the trajectory of the graceful, good high lifting area that we want to see instead of pulling ourselves down by thinking of all the bad things because when when our vibration is low we're going to attract all the red lights 
the trains, maybe even a fender bender. But if our vibration is high and thinking about butterflies and hummingbirds and beautiful encounters that we're heading towards and you know what I mean, all the good things, we are going to bend time. That trip to work is going to be as fast as you, you won't believe it. And so that's, that's two, that's two. There, there's, there's so many. I don't know how much more time we have. We have a would you couple like one more, more minutes? Yeah, please. One more would be great. Okay. So um, staying mindful is is another, and that is to stay, instead of allowing our, our monkey mind, our mind that is always racing with thoughts, instead of allowing that to go off on millions of tangents, you stay in the present moment. You don't let your mind go into worry, which is in the past, or no, excuse me. Worry is in the future where I'm worried about how is that meeting going to go? Oh, how how am I going to get to work on time? You know, worry. Then that's in the future. Mm-hmm. You want to stay in the present moment. That's staying mindful. In the past is something like, gosh, I should have said this, or oh, why didn't I wear that? Or, you know, whatever. A lot of times it's self-recrimination. Right. So, or anything in the past. You just want to stay in the present moment because when you do, you're allowing yourself to be open to the gifts from the universe to present before you that you would then be able to act on what presents and then the universe is just fills in all the details in the loveliest way if we allow that to to go forth which is going to happen most easily for us while we're staying in the present moment really focusing on staying in the moment and how quickly the mind wants to go into tomorrow or next week and like whoop like I feel like I'm literally I use my hand sometime if you can see my on Facebook live like blinders like put blinders right here right now like and I might knock on the desk or grab the steering wheel of my car a little more exactly to bring myself in this moment right now right here and uh so I know with more practice it will feel easier over time is that how do you bring yourself to the moment is my question. That is exactly it. I mean, if you have ever and like you've been sitting with a client and they start getting filled with anxiety over something and then you bring them right back to right. the moment by saying, you know, can you feel the chair under your, your seat? Do you feel the feel, uh, the ground under your feet? You put, put your hand on the desk or if you're driving, like you said, on, on the, on the steering wheel or whatever to bring yourself back to the present moment. That's exactly what I do too. One other thing I do is I sometimes I will put my hand on my heart and that reminds me mm. to reconnect in with my higher levels to get centered, which is all, it's all tied together, like isn't that. it, Lisa? The yes. whole mindful, the staying centered, the being heart focused. It's, it's a beautiful um, circle. All of these it things is. are just a beautiful circle. And I know the universe brought us together, and I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you for being on the show today. Oh, I'm so grateful, too. It was wonderful, Lisa. Thank you. It was you. wonderful. And thank you for your book. I am benefiting from it immensely, and I'm thankful for that. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And you as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. That concludes my show today with author and spiritual teacher Luann Ludwig. Her book, A Journey Within, is really practical and useful if you want to bring mindfulness into your life in a way that you can actually apply it to situations that you might be concerned about, struggling with, 
go to her website, Luann, Anne is with an E, Ludwig, L-U-D-W-I-G dot com. And I would love for you, I said in the beginning of the show, I am going to be reiterating it at the end of every show, to register your email through my website, nolatherapy.com. And if you are inclined to learn about being a patron of my show, I would welcome you going to the page I have at Patreon. And that website is patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. There's a link as well at NOLA Therapy. Again, reach out. Let me know what you think about my show. Ideas, suggestions, questions. I'll answer them live. Be in touch with me. Lisa at NOLA Therapy. And I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.